Hello? Welcome to the place to be reviews. This is 23rd. It is a special edition. We have a special guest there. As you heard him say hello, let's give a big place to be warm welcome to Tap and Die. How you doing, Tap? Oh, I'm doing good, good. It's just hot as hell in Texas. Welcome to the oven. We're, uh, we're making uh, hell jealous right now. <laughs> I would gladly trade you. Well, what's the what? T- how how warm is it down there right now? Right. Well, right now I think it's about eighty, but in my house it's gone up. It feels like a hundred right now. No AC, I take. Yeah. Ah, uh, dude, I, that's killer because I just moved into a house, and this is the first place I've had uh, without air. So I'm, but I'm in Michigan too. So it's kind of like hit or miss whether you need it or not. Um, it was like 70 degrees here today. So that's like a heat wave up here. Um, you know, it's, I, I absolutely like, I am not cut out. I, I'm the only, uh, I'm the only huero that's not cut out for this weather, man. Um, I, uh, I don't, I, I don't do, if it's like under 60 degrees, I'm wearing long johns and thermals and shit. I don't play. Um, it's like I was 240 pounds last winter and I'm still cold. I'm like, nah, fuck this. Nope. <laughs> not at I missed the cold already. <laughs> Oh, that's insanity talking right there. I was down in Tennessee, uh, down in Knoxville, Tennessee in July, and it was like 105 degrees plus humidity. You know, it's like 100% humidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody down there is like dying and me. I'm just like skipping around all happy and shit. I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, this is my weather right here. <laughs> I'm like, I can, I can live. I can live in this. Oh, shit. The, I would. I was redoing a deck on uh, one of my dad's client's condos and uh, there was about four or five, uh, four or five dudes next door doing a roof and they were out there watching it. And I'm literally like out there happy as hell. And they're like looking at me. You could tell they're like, what the fuck is wrong with this? I was like, I was waiting for one of them to ask me if they got a, the people got a tax credit for hiring a handicap. <laughs> never did. So and they come up to you and say, well, it's good that they hire people like you and pat you on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait, what do you, wait, it is. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh hell man so yeah we have a uh we have an announcement well you have an announcement to make so uh oh. without further ado man i'm gonna give you the floor tap you go right ahead and uh let's uh let's just break the news right All now right, the truth is i was a woman the whole time damn it you can't yep, me gotcha. all this time man <laughs> i didn't even get thrown by the voice shit i'm, I'm that good, good. Had that Sean Young thing going on with that voice, <laughs> right? <there. laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Anyway, but okay. So um, the announcement is basically uh, can't give an exact time right now because you know got circumstances, you know got stuff work, yeah. you know all kinds of things. But I am going to be releasing a, a graphic novel. Of course, I I say it, it's in manga style, but I'm American, you know. I'm a what did I go? I'm a yeah. fat white American, half Hispanic. So it's American <laughs> manga, has supposed to be called or graphic novel. It is going to be called <clears throat> Oil Brigade. And basically, in the alternate world, the year is 1994, and the United Republic of Kester or the URK, sometimes we call them the Urks, have invaded their neighbor to the east, their uh, southern lands for all their oil, basically. So why? Because they can. Why not? Who's going to stop them? They got the biggest, baddest army in the world. Who's going to stop them? It's like if the United States decided to say, hey, let's invade Mexico for all their oil. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, uh, 
I don't that that war would uh that would that last a couple that wouldn't last too long. Yeah, exactly. No, but anyway, so but yeah, so uh, <laughs> but uh, it's a story that I kind of came up with. Uh, basically, uh, you're going to follow the characters from the 109th Airborne Division. They're known as the Growl Wolf or Gray Wolf. It's German. I got I'm getting German. I think Lake has infected me with being German. Uh, but um, you're going to follow their characters, Damn. see them as they see the war through their eyes. It's, uh, I wanted to just point out about the whole, it doesn't get too political other than what needs to be within the story. And then, but it's mostly on the ground with the ground pounders following their journey, how they experience the war. I mean, yeah, you could say, well, technically they're the bad guys. Well, that's all a matter of perspective, you know? I mean, do you think the Germans thought they were the bad guys when they were invading Poland? Uh, dude, hey, I, I have family in Poland when that shit happened in Warsaw. So, uh, no, them motherfuckers, they, they thought they were on the righteous path. And, uh, everybody else was sitting around going, uh, no. well, you know, the Polish people, we, we, we were throwing sticks and rocks and shit. So, I mean, it really, it, it didn't really work out too well. Um, but, yeah, I absolutely get what you're saying, man. It's, uh, it's all a matter of uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, like one side is, yeah, they're going to they're going to look at themselves like, they, you know, they're the, the righteous fist of justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, the other side is seeing the same thing. So it's uh, that's that's I like I like that because it gives you uh, it gives you both sides of the uh, gives you both sides of the coin. So, mm-hmm. yep. This, are you uh, now are you uh, are you writing and illustrating? I'm just writing. I have a friend who's going to be doing all the illustrating and because. Uh, it started out with me, actually, I wanted to just write books because I knew I didn't have the, I couldn't draw for shit. So I didn't bother even trying. But then I, when I, I used to work at Best Buy, I met a buddy and uh, he, I got, I talked to him. I would talk to him about it. We would just hang out and I started describing all the stories because I've had like at least five other stories I've got written down. That I haven't even mentioned really anybody else other than him. He's like, and then he's like, he's like, oh man, dude, I want to draw these can I draw these? And I'm like, yeah. So then we thought of it. So let's do something. Let's collaborate. Let's do something together. And that's sort of how it took off to become in a graphic novel. That's, that is, I dig the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like it. Um, now, how long have you been working on this overall? Like on this particular uh, project? Well, for this particular one, I'm going to say at least four years. And the reason why it's taking so long was I know nothing about writing. And I'm basically teaching myself, yeah. you know, this is also taught off. Mm-hmm. I've been on YouTube, you know, I've gotten some advice from people, but I've been just trying to figure it out on my own. You know, I watch all these different like videos, not like either on drawing or even just like videos like that are criticizing things like right now, like what do you like Game of Thrones or whatever. And I mostly listen because they're like, oh, this story, this story, this, this is how a story, you know, that's what I'm trying to follow. Even if I'm not, I wasn't a big yeah. fan of Game of Thrones. I started watching just for the heck of it, but uh, I was what I was really paying attention to was was people like, well, this doesn't make logical sense. This is not what the character and like I'm learning from the bad writers. There was a YouTuber I cannot remember who it was. I think it was Lone Wolf something. He pretty much said it like, you know, yeah, we're, there's going to be bad writing. We're criticizing, it, but because of the bad, all these people are going to learn to do it better when they, it's their turn to start writing their own story. And and that's true too. Um... You know, you can't really glean anything from uh from I mean, there there is something to be gleaned from successes, but you kind of need to take those those failings and those shortcomings, yeah. like you said, even from other other artists, and so you can kind of learn not to make those mistakes before you really even make them in your own work, yeah. uh, because you're in the um 
you're in that developmental stage and you're still kind of, you know, uh, getting your stuff fine tuned. So that really, that, that is beneficial to, uh, to take. And like you said, uh, four years, it doesn't really seem like a lot of time, even to me right now, just talking to you about Mm it, um, because of what goes into, uh, writing a book or a, like a graphic novel like this. I mean, hell, I, I remember in college doing research papers and it's like, they want so many specific things and it has to be structured a certain way, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so yeah, you want to make sure your, uh, your story is coherent, uh, because you don't want to end up like Ryan Johnson, mm-hmm. um, and, and be the butt end of, uh, everybody's jokes or now more, uh, more, more, uh, recently Benioff and Weiss with, you know, the aforementioned game of Thrones, mm-hmm. because they, they really, uh, to co- you know, to borrow a phrase from, uh, our friend, they really shit the bed with, uh, Pretty much, yeah. It's like, I mean, like the they just like because now it's coming out saying that HBO was willing to give them more uh, episodes. Uh, George R. R. Martin, there's a video of him saying, "Well, I had plenty of material for uh, like at least twelve seasons, I want to say, but they didn't want to do it." So I think it was. And that's that's that was the thing with these two. And now they've 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 been gifted three Star Wars movies. And I guess I can't understand that mindset of, okay, well, let's, you know, we've been doing this show for so long. You've got a wealth, almost an um, infinite amount of source material to work with, with Martin. I mean, you've got the creator right there. You know, this guy would probably, I'm sure he has advised them. Mm Uh, on some of their things outside of them just you know interpreting from his books so if it was really that big of a deal that they were running short on material why not go right to the source and say you know but of course i mean it's i say that it's easy for me to armchair quarterback that because i'm not a hollywood writer Mm -hmm. you know um or or director or whatever uh my ego is not that massive to where you know i'm sure these two are uh you know puffing their chests out now because they got a, uh, they got a star Wars trilogy and, you know, after game of Thrones, but I mean, they're getting, they're just getting run through the mud right now because of the way season uh, eight turned out. I watched uh, the first, I've seen the first couple seasons, like not completely, but like in, you know, episodes broken up uh, here and there. Uh, I really used to like uh, Daenerys, mm-hmm. uh, just her, um, uh, the story, you know, how she uh, freed the unsullied and they would go from city to city and, you know, free the slaves. And she would say, you know, you're, uh, you know, you can, you know, join my army or, you know, you're free, basically. You can do whatever you want, but, you know, you can join us. And the the one that really got me was when they fired all of the, uh, the catapults with the, um, uh, the, the crates of the shackles from the, from the slaves they'd free mm-hmm. and they hit the wall and they opened up and just kind of cascaded down the wall and all the slaves were sitting there and they're looking at that. And you see the panic kind of wash over the, the, uh, the wealthy people in the city. Cause they were like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the unsullied kind of snuck in through the sewers and they armed the, uh, the slaves and they kind of had their, their rebellion that evening. But that was the kind of stuff they did in the early seasons. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And then I watched, um, I watched, uh, the, the last episode, the finale, uh, on YouTube, actually a guy uploads this and I'll shoot you the channel name because he does the same thing with walking dead. He uploads the episodes in like six segments directly after it airs. <laughs> so it's kind of slick. So that's how I watched the, uh, the finale, um, and I was like, 
I, I, like I said, not even watching the episodes, but just listening to like Doom Cox reviews and stuff like that. And uh, Gary from Nerd Rotic, I, you know, I, I have a sense of what's going on. And it's just like, it's, it's ridiculous because I remember, you know, some of these characters from the beginning of the show when I was watching and it's like, what, what did, what did they, why would you like just, uh, you know, they cut it down to six episodes. It's like a six episode final season is not a satisfying, a satisfying denouement to a series that has had such a cultural impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, that was, like, like that battle, the long night or whatever, should have been at least two to three episodes long, I would think, to give it satisfying. Like, it's supposed to be this big deal. You know, it's a kind of a big deal, but it's, like, you got it all done in one episode. So, you know, I guess it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was and like you said they've been building the night king up since the first season i mean it was always like this big looming threat and and then it's it's nothing mm-hmm. it, it was absolutely nothing and i i just i don't know I, and then you know with these two walking into star wars now i guess like the bar for star wars has been set mm-hmm. it, i don't think it could be lower really uh, it's subterranean now it's like do you, do you watch you watch south park yeah. right you remember the James Cameron yeah, episode? Yeah, to raise the bar. Yep. I mean, it's it's that low. Like it's at the bottom of the ocean right mm-hmm. now. Um, and I, I'm 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 of the mindset that just just let it die. My God, just stop. You know. But I mean, it's Disney in there. It's a cash cow. So of course they're going to milk those teats as much as they can until them udders need uh need to be greased up and relaxed for a day or two. Then they're going to do it some more. I mean, and now with Avatar. <laughs> avatar we call it avatar uh, now no, no. It, it is avatar mm-hmm. because nobody I, I got actually blocked on rotten tomatoes by a guy on there because <laughs> i i just in the comment section i was like who i'm like who is asking for this nobody was clamoring for another avatar movie let alone four of them and the guy like got all pissy actually there was a there was there was millions of people that wanted more avatar movies and blah 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 i'm like well, I was like, 10 years ago, 3D was something. Now it's nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's still cool, but I mean, it's not like a big thing anymore, you know? So, and the guy fucking blocked me because of that. I'm like, holy soyness, Batman. Like, Like, what? calm your tits, man. Yeah, like, man. I mean, like, I, I, you're about as hard as, uh, as uh, Cottonelle there, bro. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. I didn't even, like... I, it's not like I was giving him the Jimmy treatment from the uh, from the group, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they'd just be like, hey, man, like, what'd you block me for? Just start poking at him. So, you know, <laughs> like, you know, was I bringing up some repressed memories of your father or something? <laughs> or authoritarian figure? <laughs> <laughs> oh, go get daddy's belt, right? right? Yeah. Go get daddy's so, belt. I'm going to get something right now. It's it actually, in uh, for me, it was a, a, a goddamn uh, willow switch, man. That's why I laugh when uh, the guy Adrian Peterson for that shit a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I was laughing. I'm like, a willow switch. I'm like, yeah, it's child abuse. I'm like, that was like, if I fucked up, that was what yep. I got. I mean, it was like, I got the, it, I got the it, plastic the coat hanger. Ooh. Yep. Ooh, because them things, them will whistle too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Sometimes metal, but oh man, depends my, on what was available. <laughs> <laughs> whatever's in uh did you see that damn uh the the the, the sandal one i posted the flip-flop the other day with the, as the infinity gauntlet no i didn't see that one <laughs> i 
Oh shit! It was in Spanish. Um, my boy Cheo sent it to me. I was like, "Oh my god!" I know a couple guys who are gonna appreciate this. Yeah, shit. I would. Since I posted, <laughs> I posted. It's like you see him. You see him go, "Oh shit!" And then the mom's got the fucking like the infinity flip flop. Yeah. It goes to hit, and she hits him with it, and then the little dude's sitting there disappearing. Oh shit! Instead of screaming. <laughs> yeah, I like that video. Yeah, my boy sent me that. I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> That shit, all it takes is we get that man. joke right off the bat and be the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to all you, right, man. All right, cool. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll PM you that <laughs> one. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, so Star Wars is a hot mess right now. We're talking about people getting beat with willow switches. My, my, mom, is, my mom is like a Pollock, man. Hers was, wo- hers was wooden spoons. Um, I remember the last fucking time she did this. I was like 15 years old, and I was playing football, and I came home for dinner after practice and she said something to me and I kind of gave her a smart out 15 years old. I gave her a little smart ass remark and just went back to eating and she came up behind me and cracked me over the shoulder with this fucking wooden spoon and it broke. And I remember I didn't even flinch. I just kind of looked up and I, I looked back and I says, are you about done with that? <laughs> and, um, and that's how you, that's how you know I had a white mom though, because she just kind of got mad and walked away. Like I didn't get punched. I didn't get choked. Um, like the shoe never came off. It was like, you know, um, uh, all right. She just kind of let it go. And I was like, hmm, okay, cool. Right, interesting. <laughs> I was waiting for her to come back because we had these big ass decorative, uh, like there was a fork. Oh God. I've had one of those. My mom like, had those at one point. <laughs> yep. Hanging on the wall. And I was just like, as, as I'm sitting there, I'm eating and I kind of look up and I'm watching her. I'm like, if she goes for one of those motherfuckers, I'm running now. <laughs> I'm like, nope. Nope. I'm like, I-, I could take a little wooden spoon to the back, but uh, if she hits me with one of those, I'm going to have a goddamn concussion. <laughs> that's the last thing my that's the last thing my dumb ass needs lord knows at this point at 39 i've already had like six of them so yeah i'll be donating my brain to science one day <laughs> oh shit <laughs> i can't even remember the last time i was hit it's been so long i usually just shut the fuck up and just sat there and bit quiet i tried not to do anything because the worst <laughs> thing i could get was the belt or the yeah the coat hanger like i said the coat hanger hurts like a motherfucker yeah <laughs> uh See, my dad worked out of town, man, so it was like sometimes she wouldn't even do anything, mm-hmm. but he would come home on Friday, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, like, oh, uh, yeah, you just, I knew it. I come home, and it was like, you know, if I can't, I, I knew, I was, shit, there was a point. I was like, I'm not coming home before football games. I'm just going to go. I'll go take my ass whipping on the field, then come home and take my ass whipping. <laughs> um, because it, it'll soften the blow a little bit, because I'm already hurt, so fuck it at this point. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, damn, man. That, uh, yeah, that, you know, I was like, cause I had, uh, I feel bad. Like now it's like you spank your kid and they make you feel like Satan for it. It's like, you know, I got a four year old man. Like he got, he gets, you know, if he messes up bad enough, I'd give him a, I'd give him a little swat on the ass. And it's like, he just, now he's just fucking, he's like looking at me, but he's like 44 pounds. And he's like, almost like, was he like 40 inches tall? He's like a little tank, you know? I mean, sure you see pictures of him. He just kind of like looks at me. I'm like, God damn it. And then with his height, he's got these, like, I taught, I fucked around. I taught him how to throw a, uh, throw a punch. And, um, yeah, that, that's come back to bite me in the ass because of his height. Like I'm not paying attention. It's like, a, it's like an episode of jackass. I got to start wearing a cup around my fucking house. <laughs> yeah. And they say, you know, they're going to be, someone's going to be, I'd say he'd come at you with the share, but you got that covered. <laughs> yeah. Shit. He hit me. He hit me in the nuts the other day when I was cracking eggs, I was making breakfast. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there, and we're kind of messing around. And I was like one-handed. I kind of like just kind of pushed him. I'm like, knock it off, man. And he comes back and just pow. I'm like, 
oh my god i was like i, I can't even get mad because you threw a straight right <laughs> well played sir well played well played indeed oh I'm like, if you were about, if you're, it's like you were about six, seven years older. I was like, you know, you were 10. I'm clipping you one back. <laughs> walk around, man. I used to work at a shop and you had never seen more grown ass men walk around nut tagging each other. I swear to God, these motherfuckers made a game out of it. Shit. I remember them doing well, that in I, school I, when I was, I think I was in elementary people were doing that game. You know, yeah, these motherfuckers started doing that. I, I worked at a marina. <laughs> For nine years, these dudes were doing. We're all grown ass men. I'm like, oh my god. Yep. So I got a cup. Just like, come on, hit me. Yep. You like yep. Bobby? I play softball. I still got my cup. <laughs> That's my purse. Yeah, I don't you, know. Yeah. You. But then, like when he was, I think he was wrestling. He joined. He had the cup. He's like, come on, hit me. And he's like, Ugh, when he hits him. <laughs> like, I was like, you asked for it. Yep. God damn it, Bobby. He's like, that boy ain't it's, right. It's 7 o'clock in the morning, and that boy ain't right already, Peggy. And he was, no, he's like, huh. So he goes, huh, 6 a.m., and the, already the boy ain't right. <laughs> yeah. That fucking, oh, God, I, I joked around with my dad. I was like, do you watch King of the Hill? He goes, I've seen it. I'm like, you know who Cotton is? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you're becoming Cotton, old man. <laughs> That's a compliment, I think. If someone told me, you like cod, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool, finally. At least I'm accomplishing something in my yeah. life. That's what he said, he's like, isn't he that little short guy that killed 50? He said, like, he, said, he killed, like, 50 guys. I'm like, it's 50 men, Dad, 50 men. <laughs> the cotton killed 50 men. Mm-hmm. It's funny, because, like, he, my dad is 71, and he watches, like, King of the Hill and Archer. Um, like, yeah, I love he Archer. Is, he goes, hey, if you're... I, I've, I didn't really – I've seen maybe two episodes of Archer, honestly. He asked me, he goes, do you watch Archer? I'm like, not really, you know. And he's like, man, that fucking show is funny. He goes, you got to watch that. I'm like – and it's just one of those things where I watch like so many other TV shows. I just – yeah, I never got around to watching yeah. it. So I bought him a couple seasons. Yeah, because I didn't really – I care for it. I remember like seeing the trailers all the time when I had cable. And then like one day it was on Netflix. I say, eh, I'll give it a try. I watch it and I'm blown away. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to see this show more. I got to see the second season. Where's the second season? Like, I just start scrambling for that show. It is pretty funny. It's like, it's like, just give it a chance. At least watch the first season all the way through. And then that'll determine if you really want to watch the episode, the series afterwards. Is this, I have to see if it's still on Netflix or not. I don't know if it is. I don't even remember if it is. I think I, it's on Hulu on right now. It's on Hulu. See, dude, I had, uh, I had it set up like really good. Cause I'm on my, I was on my mom's Netflix account and then she transferred that to my sister. So I'm on my sister's Netflix account now. And I was on my buddy's Hulu account, but he had to move out of his parents' house. So he got rid of Hulu. Mm-hmm. So I don't have Hulu anymore. And it's like, I could I could just get Hulu. Like, I can afford it. I just, I don't know why I don't. <laughs> I'm like, I would rather. And now my sister's like, I'm getting Disney Plus and I'll just give you that too. I'm like, sweet, because I actually want to watch that Mandalorian show. And there's like the, the MCU shows on there. I'm I'm really like, I'm kind of excited about the, the WandaVision show. Like, that's WandaVision! My, um, yeah, she's like, she's Bay. I fucking, I'm in love with her. <laughs> like, like I, I'm, I'm like ready. Like, yeah, I, I'm in love with Elizabeth Olsen. Um, Pretty much. Uh, she's like the attractive Olsen sister, the one that uh, doesn't look like she did uh, a bunch of drugs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. this, this bitch's blood type is right. heroin. She donates um, heroin to, you know, to, to the crack addicts. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
that's just uh, the other two. They're just they're just weird looking like skeleton people. Like, like I dig. And the thing is, like, I dig the character too. Like, that's a thing. Like, to me, she should have been like. If there's a female lead, it should have been her. Mm-hmm. You know, I could um, see that. especially after Black Widow. You know, um, because she's like, I mean, she like created some of the mutants. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, in the comics, didn't she? Um, I cannot tell you anything like, about the comics. I did not listen to com- I did not read comics as a kid until like I didn't read start reading that stuff till a little bit later on. So I have no knowledge of the comics. See, like I did uh, hit and miss, you know, uh, and then like so now with getting you know being in the MCU and all, I kind of went back to some of the source material just to kind of like double check things and just to see how things like are comparatively speaking. Um, because the only comic I've really read like hardcore nonstop is the walking dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that is kind of, I haven't read the last two issues and I already know what happens because some dick in one of my walking dead groups posted a fucking spoiler. And uh, I happen to see, I don't know. You don't read those. Do you? I don't read the walking dead. Okay. So Rick got shot in the, uh, in the comic and uh spoiler alert, anybody out there reads the comics. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah yeah. So Rick got fucking shot, and they're like cliffhanger whether he's gonna die or not. And I'm like, God damn it! I'm like, you know, Andrew Lincoln left the show. You know, we thought he was like out, and now they're doing a fucking movie trilogy, and uh, they're they're getting ready to actually do another spinoff show too. Really? So <laughs> it's yep yep uh, with two female uh, two younger female leads. I'm not sure if they're transgender unicorns or not yet. Um, I forgot about the other but, spinoff they did till just now. <laughs> oh yeah, Fear starts up uh, next weekend, um, and I, I actually I, I have mixed mixed feelings about. It. I, I I watch it every you know when it's on. I watch every episode uh, at least. I probably watch them like two or three times, honestly, just so I can give like a decent review of it. Um, because I used to do reviews on my radio show too, so it was uh, it, it kind of like fell off and then they did like a soft reboot at the beginning of season four because basically the entire original cast was gone um so it's uh there's still a couple players out there that are you're not sure if they're dead like reuben blades and there's a couple of like the they had like an indian tribe that was kind of at odds with this ranch they were on in season three so the crazy dog and i can't remember the other one's name but they're kind of still out there in the ether we don't know if they're dead or not um it'll probably end up being like a morales situation in walking dead now do you watch the show it is i actually stopped watching after what was the season after the governor attacked uh that was uh, after that was season four yeah so we'd have been in going into like the uh the terminus season i started I yeah if, it, if i'm correct yeah I, I started with the fourth season and i think i only watched a, honestly i think i only watched one episode and i just never went back like i just like eh, i don't care i just just sort of fell out didn't watch it ever again and i think my brother still watches yeah. it but i just fell out of it some shows if uh, i i fall out of and then maybe sometimes i go back yeah. but not all the this is one of those shows i don't i mean i usually i'll listen to people talk about it because i don't you know i don't fringe on people's rights <laughs> but yeah I'll, I'll listen like whenever like back on like on world-class bullshitters whenever they start talking about wrestling i mean i've been out of wrestling for years and i don't remember anything or know anything really at this point but when they talk about it i'll listen yeah. you know they would say well we better stop because people don't want us to talk about it but i'm like i was fine you can keep talking about it <laughs> 
I, and, and that's like, I know, cause like I'm always in the comment section and like, that's how like Jeff got to know me through the comment section was because every time they talk about wrestling, I'm like, yup. And I'd chime in, you know, and I'm like, dude, I was a pro wrestler for nine fucking mm-hmm. years. You know, I'm like, I can, I can, I can get in on this and I'm still waiting for them. Cause, uh, you know, he's, he said something about doing a wrestling stream, kind of like they did that toy collector stream. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm fucking on board for that. You know, he said, you know, he's like, you're definitely on that one. I'm like, uh, oh, you know, what you should tell him to do, give him a call, tell him to call it ring rust resurrection as a joke. Do you know about the story of ring rust? What's it's, that? Well, uh, are you talking like basically uh, about being out of the ring? No, basically what it was is, uh, I want to say was, I don't remember if Jeff was on there, but him and the, some of the original bullshitters, they actually started another uh-huh. channel where it was supposed to be just about wrestling. It's called ring rust. Of course, that did okay. not last long, and it fell flat on the ground real quick. You know, just people weren't tuning in, and they yeah. didn't have, you know, like I said, they didn't have really have Jeff or, or the, I don't think Jeff or the other guys, the, you know, the chemistry, you know, had the other ones, so it didn't last long. So it's sort of like a running joke. So like, like I said, if you bring it up to him, he'll laugh. He'll get a kick out of it as a joke. I'll throw I'll throw it up in a super chat yep. tonight later. Um, yeah, that's what you during the uh, during the show. Yeah, like he'll 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 get a laugh out of. He might mention talk about it a little bit. What trying to figure out what you're talking, you know, for the audience to see what they're they probably don't know have any idea what the hell ring rust is. But like I said, it's an old. It's basically an inside joke at this point. If you're like an original okay. fan. Yeah, I see. I uh, I started listening to him uh, by chance because I found one of the last Jedi videos. Mm-hmm. Because I was I was one of those people that got uh basically like got Last Jedi uh, Last Jedi herpes, you know what I mean? Like one of my boys was like, "Hey, you want to go?" Because he knew I was a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey," he goes, "We were, you know, we were both salesmen." He's like, "Do you uh, you want to go check out the Last Jedi with me?" I'm like, eh, "You know," I was like, "I haven't went to the theater to see any of the other new ones." You know, I'm like. Uh, you know, I was like, I liked Rogue One. I watched Rogue One at that point. I'm like, I rented it. You know, I'm like, it was good. You know, I, I dig that. That's to me, that's the only acceptable Disney Star Wars uh, film is Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's basically only because of the reshoots. Uh, but I still think Felicity, uh, what's her name? Felicity mm-hmm. Jones that played Jin Erso is, I mean, she's just like, what? Mm-hmm. She's, she's basically like, no, nothing. There's like nothing there. She just, I don't know, like, what did she went? She went and played fucking Ruth Bader Ginsburg in uh, in her that little biopic about her. Or whatever. Oh shit! Really? I, I don't, <laughs> I yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah, she played uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh my god! So uh, that's a movie I won't be watching. Um, I think I've seen that it was <laughs> on Hulu, and I'm like, well, that I'm like, Ugh, of course, this comes out like right around the time when people are talking about her. Like, like, did anyone really know who yeah. she was until they started talking about her getting her ass kicked out of the Senate or whatever Supreme Court, whatever she's in? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, she's like a Supreme Court judge, but she's like 175 years mm-hmm. old. I mean, she rivals like late like every time they have. Right <laughs> over there, late. She's trying to be the oldest chick in the world, and late's like, uh, no, I don't think so. I'm the oldest person in the world. <laughs> it's gonna be like a geriatric battle. That would be cool. They'll be hitting each other, hitting each other with walkers and colostomy bags. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about that? How about that imagery? Oh God! I'm just like watching it. And it's all splatters everywhere. It's like, nah, I'm good. Oh, I'm just, like, oh, this is no. one of those times I want the nosebleeder seats or whatever. <laughs> yeah, be like a Gallagher show, man, up in the front row. You smash some watermelons. You got to have some plastic garbage bags mm-hmm. with you. Why? Oh, shit's good. Shit's gonna fly. Right. Literally, literally, shit. <laughs> literally, shit. 
Speaking of uh, speaking of shit flying, uh, some more shit hit the fan today in the form of Terminator: mm-hmm. The Dark Fate teaser trailer. <laughs> yeah, I saw the LGBT <laughs> one thousand, and it looked very bad. I mean, just right off the bat, the CGI. Thing? Ugh. Yeah. What is that? Uh, that M- Mackenzie Phillips? Is that um, the uh, the LGBT 1000 bot's name? I honestly is don't that, uh, know that, that in picture. But, what, but the funny thing is when I was first watching the trailer, I'm like, I don't know why. It, like, this person reminds me of somebody, but the first, the only person that keeps coming to mind is, uh, what is his name, Robert Patterson with the blonde hair. Yes. Like I'm like yes. I can't place who it is, and that's the only person that keeps popping in mind. So that's got to be it. Like if they got if someone just ran up and you know used the quantum realm, jumped into the universe with the guy from Twilight, grabbed him, bleach blonde his hair, and threw him in this Terminator movie. That's what it basically looks like. It does not look like here, it's a chick. Here, put on put on this wife beater yep. and have get your get your simple Jack haircut ass up in that truck. Yeah, like Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> yep, basically. <laughs> I was just like, "What the fuck?" I, uh, and I was just like, "I keep I forgetting act- it's supposed <laughs> to be a chick." Like every time I see this person, I'm like, yeah. "Oh yeah, that's right, it's a chick." Like it's, a, but no, it looks like a dude, straight up like a dude. That is an androgynous looking dude. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, man. It's just like this looks like a it looks like an eighties like lead singer from a fucking hair band. Like if 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 she had longer hair, it looks like it looks like like David Lee Roth or like Axl Rose or like it's just like is that is that Vince fucking Neil minus one hundred and seventy five thousand pounds? Wait, okay, here, hold this guitar real quick. I'm trying to see something real quick. Just hold this real quick. Put on. Put on these, put on these fucking pastel tights and this ripped up T-shirt and a bandana and hold this guitar. Holy shit! It's Brett Michaels. <laughs> start head banging. That's what the start head banging. <laughs> that that's kind of who she looks like is Brett Michaels. <laughs> like it's it's bad. Like I know I, I the whole time I was watching the trailer, I watched the trailer like I think three times. I'm like. I, I can't even like for them to to drag. I, I, I don't know like. I love Linda Hamilton, mm-hmm. but I don't really think she she can even or or Arnie can save this movie. I mean, it, it, nothing about this looks good. Yeah, like the it the just, villain looks like uh, they went up to the local Home Depot and said, "Hey, you want to be in a movie real quick?" Yeah, like, like, who's like this who, guy? who is yeah. this? I mean, Arnold was the villain in the first one. The second one, you had Robert Patrick, who mm-hmm. is like an iconic, uh, you know, kind of like one of those like. B like B minus tier actors that he just he he pops up in these roles and he always just slays it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was. He, I, I used to watch the X Files and I was really like upset when both Jillian uh, Jillian uh, Anderson and David Duchovny left the show uh, and they got replaced with it was Robert Patrick and I can't remember the other woman's name, but I, I really liked Robert Patrick. I just was like. It was weird seeing him take over for Mulder, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he was so good in Terminator too. He just like that that role was just like he was he was amazing in it, and he was actually one of the best things about uh, the original uh, Marine movie too. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Robert Patrick being in that because that movie was pretty shitty. <laughs> uh, I mean that was that was pretty fucking bad. Yeah. But uh, I was thinking about Even, did you ever, do you remember that movie the the last action hero. Oh my god! Where he shows up in like a cameo, and the kid's like, "Oh my god, did you see that?" 
<laughs> like he freaks out because he sees the T one thousand. It's like basically like yeah. us or a fan. Like they see someone they recognize and like, oh my god, did you see that? I, holy shit, yeah. Because the last action hero, there's a uh, there's a really good Cypress Hill song on the soundtrack <laughs> that I used to freaking love. I can't remember what, I can't remember the name of the song. Is it'll probably pop into my head in like an hour. I'll post it in the uh, I'll post it in the group chat mm-hmm. later because it'll come to me. Um, I always like listening. Yeah. To, I always like the part when they played a uh, was it Big Gun or by uh, ACDC when they're uh, on the chase. Oh yeah, Big Big yeah. Gun. Yep. <laughs> I was like, this is just perfect. And then when they're getting chased and that that ice cream cone goes in that dude's head, he's like, he goes, Ice Tim to cone a phrase. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's so awesome. I loved it. Oh yeah, I loved that movie as a kid. Them, like, yeah, them, them. Go ahead. No, them '90s puns, yep. dude. Them '90s punch those actually yeah movies. like my dad had told me like at the story that yeah he's like yeah we said the VHS but y'all like uh, wore it out because y'all kept watching it over and rewinding it I was like oh okay so that's what happened to it and I wondered what happened to it like we were just in that's love with that what movie I did. Yeah. yeah I was like that with Ghostbusters man <laughs> I'm trying to remember what other movies I think that one and then. Oh, still, we would watch the Predator. Well, really, it was Commando we watched more because my dad had. I don't know. One day he came home. He came to my grandma's to pick me up. He had groceries, and but in the back seat of his truck, he had the he had bought the Aliens trilogy on, and then he also bought Commando and uh, Predator like a two pack VHS. I remember they came together, and I'm think, and I don't know what happened to Commando. I'm guessing the same thing happened to it because I still have the Predator VHS. Nice. And I'm just, I love that movie. I watched, uh, I watched the second one not long ago with, uh, with my kid. Um, it was on, and I was like, <clears throat> I was like, Mijo, I'm like, come on, let's watch this. Man, he sits down next to me, and he's, he's asking me about the alien and stuff. So we, you know, the second one was kind of, it was kind of different, you know, with the urban setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it was, it was, we started watching it right at the, uh, the warehouse scene, um, and he freaking. He loved that shit, yeah. man. He was going nuts, but like he watched. It, this is kind of like I, I started watching Nightmare on Elm Street movies when I was like literally five years old. I'm not joking because I had older cousins and they would come up and stay the summers with mm-hmm. us, and um, you know, because my mom was a stay at home mom and their parents both worked, so they just come up and stay with us. So we would they would always bring like that's how uh, that's how I started watching all these horror movies like Friday Thirteenth and all that, you know, and Nightmare on Elm Street. So like. I, you know, I was like, I started watching this shit, you know, young. Mm-hmm. It, it never really affected me or, you know, I, I've never, uh, I've never really hurt anybody. Uh, I've, uh, I've potatoed a couple people in the ring, but I mean, they fucking had that shit coming. It was a receipt for something because I didn't just potato guys for no reason. <laughs> um, but uh, it was funny, dude. One of the guys that was in our stable, like our team ratings deal, and he was in the stable uh, before I was, like when I came into IWE. And uh, I'd known that I'd known him for about probably seven, eight years uh, just from being on the, in the circuit and working different shows together. And uh, he, we, we did the thing where we kicked him out of the stable, you know, we beat the shit out of him, yada, 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 you know, NWO style. And um, we're, uh, we're working a fucking battle Royal in January of 2017. And uh, was it, was it a Royal? No, no, it was an eight man tag. Mm-hmm. And this is the funny thing is cause like I wrestled fucking drunk damn near every fucking match. Mm-hmm. Like every fucking match I ever had, I Scott hauled that shit, dude. Like, I was I was bad. Like it was it was like vodka and Gatorade in the locker because we would get I get to the venue at like eleven in the morning, 
we'd set the ring up. We train for three hours. And by the time I'm done, I go out and fucking burn, burn a fucking hog's leg and just start tipping back because I'd have to wrestle one match on one taping. And then the second TV taping, Nine times out of ten, I wasn't going to wrestle. I was just going to do like a promo, come down to the ring, you know, get some fucking heat, whatever, whatever. Maybe do like a little beat down. So I go, fuck it, man. I can, I can get a good buzz going, you know. So uh, we'd sit back there and you know drink for three, four mm-hmm. hours. Shit. I mean, we were mostly main event. So like by the time the main came, it was, it was. I in working an eight man tag, four corners tag match, drunk. That right there takes some skill, my friend. Um, yeah. And it was funny too, because like one of the promoters found out, like for like he found out I was drunk at one show, and like three months later, you were out in the parking lot, and me and one of the other girls that was a manager was kind of smoking a joint, <laughs> and uh, he comes out looking for us, and he's like, um, "We need to talk to you guys," and I'm like, "Oh fuck, here, here we go. go, yep, you know." So, yeah, he's giving us the you're, you know, what's unsafe and all this shit. I'm like, man, I never even fucking hurt nobody because I don't do. See, that's the thing though, like with my shit, I never did anything in the ring that I knew I couldn't fucking handle or that would put anybody else at risk. Like I never did any like, Hey man, we're going to do a fucking, uh, you know, uh, what is that? PD uh, fucking Canadian destroyer, or I'm going to fucking get on the top rope and power bomb you into the fucking crowd. No, man, fuck that. I was, I was trained initially by a do old boy from Tennessee, Shane Morton, uh, Ricky Morton from the rock and roll express for the older wrestling fans. Listen out there. Um, it's his nephew. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a te- it's a Tennessee style. It, it's a fuck. I was a heel too, and I'm a bigger guy, so it's a slow pace walk and talk that shit. You know what I mean? Um, the heel call. I'm gonna call the fucking. I'm gonna call the match, and you know we're just gonna fucking sell the story to the crowd. Mm-hmm. That's what I hate about wrestling. Wrestling now is these motherfuckers are nothing but spot monkeys. They want to do 19 backflips and fucking use 30 tables, and you know I gotta hit six finishers and 17 super kicks, and you're no selling the other guy's finishers on the fucking card. You know. Um, and then when they want to do this shit in like the two spot on the card, okay, so what the hell is everybody else in the card supposed to do now? You know, I mean, it's like you, you, it's, it's good to get the fans hot at the beginning, but don't fucking try to like outdo the main event if you're in the two spot. You know, you can, you can have a good fucking five star match that you don't have to kill yourself to do. You know, it's it, it, this the psychology of that shit to me. Like these these younger guys now. Like I worked with a lot of like I was one of the old dogs in the locker room. Like there was only like one guy that was older than me. He was like forty five. You know, I was thirty seven, and um, uh, you know, but I was one of the dudes in the best fucking shape in the locker room too. Because a lot of these younger cats were just like doughy. You know what I mean? It's just like. Mm-hmm what the fuck, man? Like, you know, I, I was, I wasn't in the best shape when I started. I mean, I was always like in decent shape, but like I, I needed to get a little bit bigger, you know? So I, I put on like 40 pounds in fucking like seven, eight, nine months. And, um, you know, I, I look like a, a fucking, a big heel, you know, and these guys are like, you know, some of them started, you know, saw, saw that, you know, me and my partner, you know, he was 35 and I was 37 and we're, you know, two of the, you know, in the best shape in the locker room. So it was like, you know, there's a couple, there's a couple guys now that are just like, they look great, you know, and I, I, I worked with them and they're amazing workers, but yeah, it's like, I see these kids that just want to do all these, that bullshit, like flip. I mean, man, and it's not, they're not even like luchadors, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if that's your gimmick, if that's your gimmick, dude, then absolutely. But like, it's not, they're like, just uh, not like that style of worker, but they think they have to work that style to get over the crowd. And it's like, if you understood psychology in the ring, then you wouldn't have to kill yourself like me. 
I never, I, I literally, like, the, the biggest elbow drop I ever did was off the second fucking rope. Hmm. I got up and I, dude was like, I knew he was going to roll. So I'm like, all right. So I just got up, did a fucking like macho man <laughs> elbow and fucking it, it, it missed it. That was like the only time I got to do that, which was, it was really fun. Even, even though I missed it because in my head I was up there and I was like, Oh yeah. You know I mean? The whole fucking yeah. That is fun I, I had, I remember like jumping off of the trampoline dude. The only time I wrestled was when we were doing our trampoline. That was always fun. Just jumping. We had a, we had got a ladder and mm-hmm. like one of those ladders, you know, you, you opened up, we would, we put it next to the trampoline just so we could jump off it on people. That's what we would do. <laughs> it was fun as hell. I would rather, I would rather do that. I would rather jump on a trampoline than in a fucking ring any day. <laughs> Them things hurt. <laughs> That's, Every you know the common misconception is that those rings are uh, are soft. I never thought they were. Um, I figured they were hard. I mean, when you hear people slam down the and like, yeah, that probably hurt. I'm like, yeah, that probably did hurt, <laughs> just a little. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, you 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 hear that noise when when we land mm-hmm. in there, and that is uh, that's because there's a uh, there's steel and there's three quarter inch plywood, and then there's like a quarter inch of padding with a canvas strapped over it. So you're basically falling on steel and wood. Mm. Yeah, and they say the the equivalent of one, taking like one bump in the ring is uh, that of like a twenty five mile an hour car accident. And just to kind of put that in perspective, like we would train for three hours before a show, I would take probably at least a hundred to one hundred and fifty bumps sometimes before a show. But then when I work my match, I would only take like three or four. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, sometimes I wouldn't I wouldn't really have to bump that much because I'm like I'm a big fucking heel, so. I kind of got yelled at for that. We were wrestling these. My partner is, I'm 6'3". I was 6'3", 240. My partner's six what 6'2", about 255. And um, we're wrestling these two dudes that are like 5'5", 115 pounds. And uh, I, I fucking like oversold this guy's shit. Like kind of half, half of it was like me kind of being sarcastic and overselling it because I, I didn't like the way it got booked. Um, I, I really respected both of them. They're, they're really good kids. Uh, they're, they're great workers, but I'm like, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just like, we should literally just squash these fuckers. Like dude, we had to work them two months in a row. Like I was look, kind of looking forward to uh, the program with them. But it, after like two matches, I was just like, I'm not, so like the first match I bumped like eight or nine, maybe 10 times for these guys. And the second match, uh, I think I only did like maybe three because we got to the back and the fucking bookers like, dude, stop. You can't do that. And I was like, you know, I'm just trying, you know, I was like, I, literally I was trying to help them out. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to make them look good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sell it for them, but in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm buzzed and I'm kind of being a dick. So I'm like, whatever. I'm just telling them what they want to hear, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. It was the business. The business is, and I always, you know, it, it's fucking funny too because, like, before I got into, I got into wrestling at twenty eight. Everybody, oh, you know, I, I thought it was like kind of glamorous and shit. Fuck that, dude. That is the dirtiest, most disgusting piece of shit, fucking. But I love it more than anything on earth. Business on earth, you know. That, mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Yeah. So I actually had an offer. Um, to go back uh, to a promotion in Saginaw where I used to work as I used to call it prime time in the nine, eight, nine down for uh, it's kind of like a reunion show. Uh, we used to run at a, a bingo hall down there and uh, they asked me just, just a ring announce. And I was like, mm, 
well, I really don't feel like getting divorced, so no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Because <laughs> my wife's like, yeah, you're done. I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, hopefully, yeah. uh, we'll see. Uh, just don't get divorced. I don't want you getting divorced on me. <laughs> neither, no, neither do I. I mean, I, I don't want yeah. I don't, I don't need that. Yeah, you got that kid. You got to show all your kid all those great movies, you know. You got to show him the first Predator. Because <laughs> I know, I know he'll, I know he'll get a kick out of at least the, like, the part when they actually start that first battle they have. And then I'm yep. sure he'll get a kick oh, yeah. out of the most manliest handshake of all time, of course. Yep. Yes, dude. That is like the, the epic handshake. Yep. Like, that, is, that is like... Oh, because you were saying the how you had older cousins who like introduced you to those movies. Yep. Well, basically for me, it was just my dad. He, uh, he just showed me all these movies, like war movies. That's probably one of the reasons why it was mostly, mostly mainly all my stories are war or the characters are soldiers or anything like that. War has just been in my head for years. And, uh, my, uh, I remember, I always remember, I don't know how old I was. I want to say it was in the late nineties. I don't know for sure. I, I can't remember, but, uh, I always remember my mom telling my, uh, Dad, she goes, man, like, you can't be watching these because they're just running around pretending to kill people. But the funny thing was, at that moment, I remember, because I was little, right? So my dad had his uh, gun case, this big old black box, and me and my brother were on it pretending yeah. we were Navy SEALs about to jump off the boat. <laughs> I always remember that. Like, she's like, they're going around pretending to kill people. Like, yeah, right now we're pretending we're Navy SEALs right now. Because <laughs> I had seen that. I think I had just seen that movie, uh, Navy Seals with uh, Charlie Sheen and Michael Bean, and I was like, "Like, man, this is an awesome movie. This Navy Seal thing sounds really cool." But I don't think I would have ever made a good Navy Seal. I don't really like swimming, and I can't hold my breath, so that wouldn't have worked out. Yeah, me yeah, either. that wouldn't have worked out. I would have been in like I would. I wanted to go to the army, but health issues. I really I couldn't join up, so I had to uh, just settle with watching movies and playing games, and now writing stories about it. <laughs> That that was my next question. I was going to ask you: Were you uh, were you in the military? Did you serve? No, my brother he was a mar- in the Marines, okay. but because uh, my plan was originally, I was like, okay, I, I want to join the army. Uh, what uh, that was pretty basically it. Like I heard of the Marines, I didn't know what a Marine was, but I was like, no, I want the army. And then like I think later on, when two thousand one, when Black Hawk Down came, I was like, yeah, I want to be an Army Ranger. I know what I want to be in the army. That was me. And then, yeah. like, later on, um, I think I saw Band of Brothers, and I was like, you know, like, no, I want to be airborne. That's what I, I want to be a paratrooper. I want to jump out of planes. That sounds cool. Yeah, see, see, I'm afraid of heights. Fuck yeah. that. And that's the thing. I was afraid of heights, too. I kind of still am, but it's like I would have beaten that fear just to be a paratrooper. I would have loved to jump out of planes. Oh, yeah, so my my dad is a uh, he's a marine, so he was he's a non vet mm-hmm. though. So man, that's uh, yep. Uh, we always like this is a we're a, we're a veteran friendly channel here, man. That's uh very fucking patriotic, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? We don't we don't really talk politics at all, but um, it's uh, it's kind of like the unspoken thing here, man. It's like I teach my kid when we're in the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always run into veterans, and I always literally, man, like if I see somebody with a hat on. I walk over and, you know, even if they don't want to shake my hand, I always just say, thank you for your service. And I got my kid doing that too at three and a half. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that thing you, you teach, you know, these, the people out here need to teach these kids to respect these people um, because they are, uh, you know, they, they, they are our first line of defense and they're, they're given their time and their lives to defend our country, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, mm-hmm. these ungrateful little SJWs that kind of like the shit on that stuff. It's just mm-hmm. like, eh. 
Yeah, yeah. that's because yeah. I'll be like, there's this a uh, video, video, video on YouTube. I watch. Uh, yeah, you you know, do you are you aware of that game called Team Fortress Two? Well, uh-huh. it's like okay, so it's just some video yeah. games, real big, popular. A lot of people who play online computer games. Well, there's like a a video someone did with it, and it says uh, one of the characters is a millennial. And the whole video is the character. He's just depressed. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, what do they got to be depressed about? Like, like yeah. seriously. Like, I know, yeah, depression's a thing. I'm not knocking one with some serious one, but some of the things they're depressed over is just dumb. Like, oh, I don't. My life is boring. I'm like, dude, why don't you think? Be grateful you weren't in a war. You know, like Vietnam or some getting your ass shot off in some yep. rice paddy or a jungle. It's like you, you could have yep. it way worse you know, in other places, you know, this is probably the best we could ever have in this country and all that. That, yeah, that, that's, that's what kills me, man. Is like, you're just like, these people are just ungrateful about, you know, it's this country. There's nobody is really like, you can, you can make your own luck here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you, you can, you can make your own luck in, you know, you could be, you know, I mean, look at some of these actors, man. I mean, they come from nothing some of these people and it's like and now they're like complete millionaire like assholes that live behind you know gated walls and want to you know virtue signal and preach to us about you know whamming and all this and entertainment and call us call us names for not liking a, a fucking movie you know um mm-hmm. it's kind of funny we're, we're, t- we're talking about these like comment threads and shit like that i actually got a top contributor thread on the dork side of the force page for star wars and i have had more fucking battles over the last jedi on that page and they gave me a top contributor badge finally <laughs> i'm like so you basically you you basically re- rewarded me for talking shit okay all right. I'm like, nice, mm-hmm. nice. And then another, it was like a anti SJW paradox page gave me a, a top contributor one. I, I had one on IGN and then I made a post about literally dude, it was funny. It was about captain Marvel and they stripped my fucking, they, they took my credentials. Of course they, they took my rank. <gasps> they took my rank. Now you're nothing. <laughs> I fucking back to back to PFC, man. Yep. PFC first class grunt, mm-hmm. you know, that shit is funny though, dude. Like, this whole like the climate of entertainment to me right now is just it's weird it's completely weird and it's i i don't really i've never i i've never seen anything you know like this i mean hollywood's always had this kind of like obviously the uh you know the elitist type attitude Mm -hmm. and i'm just like you you guys are just professional pretenders you know that right (laughs) it's like someone needs to just tell them to their face like Dude, like all this stuff, like this whole oh, it was a powerful forum. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you're just our our entertainment. You're our dancing monkeys. We pay you to entertain us. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying disrespect them as not treat them as human beings, but there's a you know there's a line you know you know to get to the point where you just think you're better than everybody, but all you do is pretend. That's all it is, and that's mm-hmm. it. That's it, man. That's just like uh, that. I, I look at that. It's like it's like pro wrestling. I'm like at the end of the day, all we are is grown men in tights who fucking play fight. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't. I try not to take the shit too seriously, you mm-hmm. know. But and it's the same thing with acting, man. I mean, I, I understand it. It's a it's a skill and it's a craft. But like you said, you're playing pretend. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, 
don't uh, don't try to don't try to tell me that uh, that my life my lifestyle or you know my my beliefs are, are on entertainment are wrong just because uh, you're a professional liar. You know, um, come on, come on. Let let's be real mm-hmm. here. You know. Uh, you know the the realest people in this country are the fucking the people like us that are just like out there every day in the real world and don't live inside an insulated bubble. Mm-hmm. Yep, we don't. I don't expect I mean, to anyone kiss my ass just like they do because no. it's like I calm down because like uh those two of the actors uh from the Game of Thrones they've been acting up I heard uh, and uh, Doomcock released a video and he's just like shut the fuck up because you know don't talk we're the you're rich. You have all this fame because of us, because we tuned in to watch your show. You know, that's why you're so rich and uh, famous now because of us, the regular people who actually watched you and bought like the stuff, the DVDs, the merchandise, whatever, T-shirts, whatever you can think of merchandise. wise. Yep. You know, but which uh, which two that was it like the main it was, was it like Kit Harrington? Yeah, like, him and the ch- uh, what was her name? Sophie Turner, I think the one is going to play Phoenix, Dark Phoenix. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was, uh, she was, was Sansa or something. something. Yeah, yeah, Sansa. And it was funny as hell because, like, a few, I guess, days, whatever weeks, when the whole thing was going down with season eight, they're like, "Oh, you know, the actors they haven't said nothing. You know, they're keeping quiet. They're being cool about it." And I'm like, "No, that didn't last long. <laughs> we already got two of them." <laughs> it was funny. I was yeah. like, "Well, that sucks," because you know that was good of them. You know, smart of them just to not say anything. And obviously, they're like, "Oh yeah, they're saying." They're being, you know, real. They're messaging us, you know, sublime, sublime messages that they didn't like it either. It's like, yeah, we were on your side, so you started turning on us. Yep, and, and leave it, you know, leave it to the Hollywood actors. I figured it would have been the chick uh, that played Daenerys, the one from uh, Soylo, um, that played Kira and that. Um, but I, and speaking of Soylo, did you? I, I haven't got a chance to watch EVS's video yet. Um, something about the uh, the Soy Boys clamoring for a uh, a, a sequel to Ooh. that dumpster fire. Actually, no, I haven't. I saw <laughs> they posted something about Solo, but I didn't realize it was about a sequel. Yeah. I was like, oh hell, here yeah. we go. I'm like, oh shit, here we go again. Yep, yep. I said, oh no, I'm gonna have to watch that one later. But yeah, I was just like, are you are you kidding me right now? We're gonna we're really gonna we're really gonna go there like, with that? We're doing this. Oh. We're doing this for real. Just start looking around. It's like uh, you think Pulp Fiction, yeah, right? With, with oh, John yeah. Travolta, he's like I, looking around, like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> he's looking confused. That's me right now. Like, what? Yep. Are we? Are we serious? You want a sequel? <laughs> oh, dude, that that is one of my favorite fucking movies. I mean, I, I can't. I, yeah, I've, I remember I've, watching I've, that I've as a kid, and I, I actually, I honestly had no fucking idea what was going on, but I watched it because the only thing I remember, the parts I remembered, was the. Was the guy getting shot? The the chick ODing, and then they stabbing her with the the syringe, and the the part at the yep. end with the uh, what's it called with the at the diner when it finally comes in. Those are the, like the four main things I remembered. Like I didn't even remember the gimp suit <laughs> until like I watched it again. Because I remember watching it again. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't remember a guy in a gimp suit. What the hell is this going on here? I better. Where is that? That's dead, baby. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like I just like like dang, I missed something a lot. Unless my dad fast forwarded it, I don't remember until finally I watched it on my own. I was like, oh, okay, I missed a lot. Then I didn't even realize what was going on. I like uh, I like when they shoot. Uh, what's his name? Phil Lamar, Marvin. 
You shot Marvin in the face. fucking face. I didn't mean to. It was an accident. The, how was it? Oh, the part with the burger? He's like, can I have some of your tasty oh. beverage or something? This is a tasty burger. <laughs> oh, he's... Mm, mm, that is a tasty You're burger. Right. Now, mind if I mind if I sample some of your tasty beverage to wash this down with? Like, yeah, yep. sure. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. shit. Like I like I said, I actually had no idea what the hell was going on, and I just but I watched it. <clears throat> it was on. I watched what was on. I remember oh, the movies that I watched. Like I remember watching a booty call. I'm like, I was like, oh, should I be watching this? Oh. Like, I remember watching that as a kid. And I was just watching it. Just laughing my ass off because they're trying to get laid the whole time. That shit came out. I was like, I think fifteen or sixteen. I think I took a girl to the theater to see that. Like honestly, <laughs> oh god, that and uh, what was that one? With Bill Bellamy, How to Be a Player. I don't think I saw Have that one. That I don't one? think I saw that one yet. Oh, uh, dude, Bill Bellamy was like the shit back in the day because he was on MTV and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that see, that was back like when MTV actually used to like play videos. Like, I, I remember that, like, after school, like, when I, like, middle school, uh, like, during, like, off-season from, like, basketball, I would come home after school and, like, hurry up and put BET on and, like, tape, uh, they had uh, Rap City, they had, like, the top 10 uh, fucking rap videos, and it always, like, ta- I still have, like, VHSs with, like, hundreds of fucking videos on them, it's stupid, hmm. it's stupid, like, these tapes are, like, fucking 20-some years old, yeah. I was like, yep. Yeah, while everybody yeah, was I watching that stuff, I didn't have cable till like years later. Like I missed all that stuff. While everyone saw it, I missed it. <laughs> we had well, we shit, dude. My dad knew a guy who did satellites. We got our satellite shit for free for years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we started out, we started out, but we had like one of those big ass fucking like NASA satellite dishes that's like the size of like um like one of those big uh, uh solar wind turbines now, mm-hmm. like the satellite. I mean. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit. It was like they were fucking big, you know, and like you would change it and you would watch a bitch move. It was like, like the whole thing would like turn on its axis. It was insane. How, like the dish is like as big as, as, big as the lid of a trash mm-hmm. can, you know. Well, actually, it was funny if they but, were uh, you know, the I, guys on World Class Bullshitters, their Patreon exclusive. They were just talking about those satellite things on one of the episodes, Kurt Reese's episodes, <laughs> how they would move around. Those big satellites would move. And I, yep. I, that's what I swear, I, that, I think I knew somebody who had one, but I just I didn't know they made that noise because I don't think uh, I was around when they they moved the channel. But I know I'd seen them before in real life. Oh yeah, dude! And people would get um. Well, we never did because we didn't have that kind of money. People would get ones with like designs and shit on them, and it's like they had like pimped out satellite mm-hmm. dishes. Like Exhibit came by, he goes, "Yo, dog, we're gonna put a satellite dish on your satellite dish on your satellite dish." Like this. <laughs> Like, it's gonna have spinners and all that <laughs> shit. And it's gonna just got switches. It's gonna jump up and down when it's going for that channel when you're switching quadrants or whatever. <laughs> did, did you ever? Uh, did you ever watch that Pimp My Ride? Oh show? God, honestly, no. Like I said, well, cause what channel was it on? I don't. I mean, it was. Yeah, on, it was. On yeah, MTV. I think I saw clips of it, and I never actually watched the episode yet because I think because my dad was the one who had cable later on, but I didn't. You know, I was okay. living with my mom, so we would go by. You know, we would visit. And, you know, you, he was yep. the kind that, like, as soon as the commercial went on, he would flip channels and, you know, find someone else to watch then go back to the whatever later on. So I don't think uh, I ever actually – I remember, like, I knew it was – I knew it existed, and I remember seeing clips, but never watched an actual episode. 
it was it was like fucked up like some of the shit they would put in these vehicles like it was totally like unpractical and like not sustainable mm-hmm. because like they would take these people's cars that were like you know back shit what i i drive oh, my uh my old fucking beater i had my 97 dodge intrepid with uh zip ties holding the hubcaps and the fucking headlights on like they would take a car like that mm-hmm. and like just deck this motherfucker out and they put like a tv in like the lid of the truck i mean just all kinds of stupid shit and then like years later they had like an expose like people that were on the show were talking about like right after the show was over they like, take half the shit off the car and all it was like it was fucked up man i was like of course you do it was like there's like no way that this is like you know they're doing this but, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I would have yeah, at least dude, get, like, like make uh, sure just give me a good AC over down here if it was Texas. I say, look, just as long as it's got a good engine and a good AC, I don't care how it looks. <laughs> That's yeah. all I need. Well, fuck, you, you don't have to deal with rust down there really anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's like when it gets hot, just when it. it gets hot though, <sighs> yeah. That's all I care about. That's why. That's. That's why my ass got my my truck has uh, black leather seats in it, but those bitches had they they're heated and they're cooled though. So I, I got the best of both, man. I was uh, I fucking the last truck I got, I was like, my wife got pissed because I just like went all out on that <laughs> bitch. I'm like, well, I traded in a truck that was like a year old and had like nine thousand miles on it, and I was no, I wasn't even a year into my lease, and I'm like, what's that you say? The Laramies are on sale? I'm like. This big, this big horn is going bye bye, and I got my, I got my Ram fifteen hundred Laramie. It's like all black. This is black and chrome. You know, I mean, I, I don't do anything to it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like I'm leasing it, but it's just like this is my, this is my. I, I love. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry when I have to let that one go back because it's like I don't even want a new one. I just like want to keep that mm-hmm. one because they changed the body style all up. But the crazy thing about those bitches is like mine's got like an eight point four inch touchscreen in it, and um. The ones in the the like the nineteens, they're uh, the nineteens are the, well the twenties will be coming out here in a couple months, but uh, the eighteens and the nineteens, the screen in them things now is like twelve inches. It's like a small fucking Jeez. TV. It's like the size of the TV I had in my bedroom as a kid. I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous, man. Like, so I told as I told the wife, I'm like, well, I guess I'm willing to sacrifice the old girl um, in a couple of years to uh, to get one of these. She's like, you're not getting another layer of me. I'm like, we'll see, we'll see, <laughs> like, we'll see. Oh shit, that's well, a good one. This is this is this is this is why I want to get the uh, get the my YouTube channel going to get monetized. I'm not trying to make money off the YouTube channel. I'm trying to get another truck. Mm-hmm. So I just want a new truck. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to maintain my uh, maintain my truck status quo without actually going back to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Just like, I'm just making my truck payments. That should be shake like just support me. Go down, subscribe. That way I can make my truck payments. <laughs> That's the only thing. Yep. I'm gonna start a fucking. I'm gonna, my Patreon is gonna be just like a go. It's gonna be a truck funding page. Mm-hmm. You can. You can. You can. Uh, you can pay me for uh, extra content because, uh, well, I'll send you t- I'll send you my T-shirts, whatever you want. Uh, but uh, I just need your money because I I, I want to buy another truck. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be upfront about this. It's like the people who start GoFundMe pages to buy a bag of weed. Um, yeah. No, I just want a truck. <laughs> like it's a simple thing. I'm not asking yeah. for anything illegal. <laughs> no, man. I just want I just want to get another truck. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, but yeah, I, I worked in a, I worked for like I said dealership for like five and a half years, so it was it was I, it was a spoiler getting like the discounts and shit like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I bet. I never, I never, I had no intention of going to work in the car business. It was, uh, 
I have a degree in criminal justice and I was working, uh, I was getting ready to uh, go get a job as a corrections officer somewhere. And my buddy was, uh, he was the guy that hired me and kind of became one of my really good friends. Um, he was part owner of a wrestling company I worked for in Saginaw and the promoter was this big Mexican dude named Manny Zamora. And uh, I used to run a promotion back in the day with uh, my tag team partner and um, Manny Derek asked Manny goes, Hey, he goes, who's that big ass, uh, who's that big ass Puerto Rican ring announcer? Cause he said, I look like freaking Pitbull or some mm-hmm. shit. Cause I had my all black suit, white shirt, black tie, and my like stunner frames on and just like a little five o'clock shadow mm-hmm. beard with like, you know, a little, little goatee. Yeah. And he was like, man, he's like, man, he says, I don't think he's Puerto Rican. I think he's a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's, you know, speaking of that, I'll tell you a story. Okay. Like if you ever see me. You know, right now I look white. I mean, I got Mexican. I'm more Mexican than I'm white, but people, you know, they see me and they think I'm white. And the funniest damn thing happened. I used to work at Best Buy. And um, like you were saying over there, you know, about the discounts. Oh, I love the discounts. But what I would do is I would, uh, I was working and I was the warehouse guy. I was the dude, you know, restocking the shelves and all that. And every Sunday I'll come in early in the morning to change out all the price tags, everything that needed to be changed. And, you know, start, yeah. I would get hot, and I'm a sweater, you know, when sweat starts, I start sweating, it all goes down my face, and, and the thing that sucked is my glasses will fall off, so I start saying, oh, you know what, I'll wear a bandana, and I would get these uh, blue bandanas, or dark color bandanas, and wear them, and I swear it was funny, a yeah. guy, one of one of the guys I worked with, says, I was like, oh man, you're not gonna believe this, I'm like, what, what happened? He's like, you know, this one, I can't remember his name, he's like, that guy, he's like, yeah, so who's that new Mexican dude who's working here? It's like Mexican, like Jeff Jason. Because <laughs> I would let my beard grow out. So if uh, you saw me with my bandana, and it was like you know big bandana, it wasn't like one of the little skinny ones, like the thick ones. And yeah. I wrap around, I had my beard on. So they're like, "Who's that big Mexican dude?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? He's always worked here." <laughs> was, I was like, "Really?" And it was funny because like whenever I would take it off. And I would, I didn't like stuffing in my pocket because, you know, it's all sweaty. I didn't want it to stink and I would at least let it air out. So I would stick it in the back of my pocket and it would hang out. And people would kind of get, look at me <laughs> sideways, like really thinking I was a gang member. And like, this went on when I went to my other yeah. job. I'm like, and they even came up to me and told me, it's like, yeah, you can't be having your bandana. I'm like, I'm not in a gang. One, I'm not in a gang. I'm not the right color. <laughs> because because it was a thing you know if you're a blood or a crip i'm like like they only said let a they're mostly big on a certain demographic to enter that you know that group if you know what i mean i'm, I'm not the racist one they are they're the ones who won't let me in and i would and i would have all kinds of colors like i would have blue black green red i think i had some yellow ones but i never had a chance to use them because by that time they're like yeah you can't use bandanas and you gotta have a hat i'm like oh okay whatever because at first I was going to just start wearing the bandana under my hat because the damn sweat was still trying to come through. I either had to wear, and yeah. the thing is, I had to wear my cap backwards because the strap, you know, if I tighten it up, it catches the sweat. But if I wore it forward, you know, it just leaks yeah. through my glasses. But one time I almost had my glasses almost fell in the toilet. And I was just like, oh, like I was like, I'm not putting these on if they fall in the toilet. So I was like, that's why I had to wear the hat backwards. But that's just how it is, you know. I was like, whatever, and I haven't had to wear my bandit. And I bought a whole bunch of them, like for a dollar. I'm like, oh shit, this has worked out. No, I couldn't wear them anymore. <laughs> like, fuck me, I would. I could have used those dollars on something else. <laughs> I think I've got like twenty <laughs> bandanas now that I haven't used. In I don't know how long. Well, if, well, 
if anybody out there wants to buy uh, any of uh, Taps bandanas, um, we'll uh, we'll put those up for sale on the Facebook page. Yeah, and uh, if you help me sell them, we'll, we'll I'll donate half of that to your truck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it. We'll put it in the truck yep, jar. The truck jar. Yep. I say like, help jar. this poor man get his truck, make payments on his trucks. You know, <laughs> don't you care? <laughs> don't don't you care enough to donate? to my Ram fetish. I mean, come on, you know, come on. It could be worse. You know, I was, I was joking off my dad cause he was looking at one. He's like, I might get one of those, you know? And he was looking and he goes, oh, the guy wouldn't deal with me. He goes, I told him, he goes, I, th- he goes, I threatened the sales, but I'll go over down the street and I'll buy a fucking Chevy. I'm like, don't do that, dad. Mm-mm. I said, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> I know. I had, and it's funny, man. Cause I, I had, I had a couple, uh, well, I, had, I used to have a nice, I had a little SS Impala at one point. It was like one of those, uh, the old five, it was all black on Chrome. I bought it in like 2010, I think I only paid like 11 grand for it. It's a nice little car. I, I traded it in on my Durango though. So, cause I got a new Durango I bought. Yeah. I started working at the car dealership. It, uh, it was like December 1st of 2012 and I bought a brand new Durango like three weeks later. Don't ask me how that happened. And then me and my wife bought the exact same fucking truck. We both got like brand new Durangos. Or mine was mine was blue and hers is black. And like seven months later, I'm like, we don't need two of these. We don't even have any fucking kids. So I traded mine in and I got a a, a brand. I've got a 300. And um, that's like how it went for like the next six years. It was like every other year I just get like or six months I get bored and just trade a car in. Like she wouldn't even like she wouldn't even like no. I come home like one day. I, I went to her work actually, and I'm like, "Here's the keys to your new truck." She goes, or I said, "You're what? I, what I get her? It was a truck." And she goes, "You mean my new Durango?" I'm like, "No, I got you. I got you a Ram." And she goes, "What?" I'm like, "Here you go. See, I got to go back to work." And just gave her the keys and fucking left. <laughs> I traded her Durango. Durango. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Hey, you got your new vehicle." See ya. Yep. Here you go. It's like she's like, like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, here you go. Oh yeah, I did the same thing. I traded my 300 in and got a fucking uh, a 16, like brand new, uh, a Yukon, um, which I I cried when I had to get rid of that. Like that was well, the only reason I got rid of it is because like I, you know, I'm a stay at home dad, so that that payment was that was stupid. That was that was a stupid payment. So we got rid of that, and I got a I bought a nice used uh, 300 from Don's Auto Clinic in Cadillac, Michigan. Um, wonderful people over there at Don's gave me a great deal on my car. You're doing your uh, if anybody from Don. What's it called? Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, you're doing your Jeff Goldblum again. <laughs> my 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 EV, my EVS that uh, turned into Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. I guess we should have like a we should I, get I, a picture like where it's like a, we combine EVS and Jeff Goldblum together. Just oh, that would be that would be frightening. I bet it would. I but think that would, that's a frightening combination. That's a <laughs> or start a YouTube account need- EVS uh, Jeff Goldblum. Ah, uh, yeah, Ethan Van Skyver here, 26-year veteran of the comic industry, and a great big old Star Wars fan, world's most charming, humble, uh, was elegant, and yet humble man. man. I always, I call him the hero of the LGBT community, because the, I yeah. think someone made, yep. some video they did, and I always call him the hero of the LGBT community. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! I uh, I know man. He's uh, he's. I, are you big into like? I, I listen to uh, I listen to geeks and gamers sometimes. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not like all in on that like I am with like world class and uh, and um, 
uh, comic artist with EVS. Mm -hmm. But I do like, uh, I, I really like how Jeremy collabs with uh, like Jesse Milestone and uh, what's the new guy he's got, Josiah. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I haven't really, been following I, I, Jeremy. I'll watch like a few videos here and there. I just not like, like mm -hmm. I'm pretty much like you, like I'm just big on world-class bullshitters. I'll listen to everybody else every once in a while, but I don't always know what yep. they're up to. The others are up to. Yeah. Yeah, I used to listen to like all Ethan streams, but like he does a lot of live streams mm -hmm. now, so it's like I can't. Yeah, you can't. Listen I don't have time for all that. Yeah. Like, no, that's like tonight. I'll go back and rewind Jeff's and you know to WCBS and listen to that, mm -hmm. or you know I'll jump in later on the stream and drop him a super chat and you know say hello and because I've got to, well this weekend we're doing uh and I haven't even done it yet. Um, we got a Facebook page here at the Place to Be Reviews. Uh, the Place to Be Reviews on Facebook. We are also on Twitter uh, at the Place to Be Reviews. You can follow us. The handle is the Place to Be Re One. For some reason, reviews was taken, so I had to go with that. Uh, you can send me an email if you're uh, an old person like me at the Place to Be Reviews at mail .com. And uh, yeah, that's about it for uh, the uh, the plugs. So. That's uh, I'm done with that now. I'm done with uh, done with plugging everything. Let's let's uh, tap. Why don't you uh, go ahead? Because we haven't talked about it uh, since the beginning. For anybody that's just jumping in now, uh, your project that you are working on. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, the Oil Brigade is going to be. It's an American manga, or just call it graphic novel. It's about war, straight up. You know, it's we're going to follow this one platoon of characters. You know, their and how they experience the war, the way they see it through their eyes. Of course, there's politics, but that's within the story. It's none. Of, I'm going to do my best not to accidentally insert anything that would alienate my audience because that's the one thing I've learned from all these YouTubers: don't alienate your audience. And uh, I did want to say too, I forgot to say. So the inspir. Do you know a uh, system of a down? Oh yeah. So you know the main guy, uh, Serge. Ten, I can never pronounce his last name. Serge Tonkin. Tonkin, okay. Because you know how he uh, he's pretty much, he does solo. Well, he did this uh, one song, I don't know if you've heard of it, called Unthinking Majority. I have not. Oh, well, definitely get on that. That's a pretty badass song. But like, I found the music video by chance. And basically, it's like a claymation style, uh, or yeah, stop motion style of music video. And it's basically a bunch of little plastic green army men and they invade another country for their oil. And that was like literally the, the inspiration for my story because there's actually a lyric that goes, it goes, uh, I believe they are wrong, insinuating they have the bomb, clearing the way for the oil brigade, clearing the way for the oil brigade. And that's where the name comes from for the, the book. Okay. That's where I got it from. I, I, I dig it, man. I'm going to check. Uh, what's, the, what's the name of the song one more time? Unthinking Majority. I'm thinking majority. Yeah. Okay, I'm actually I got a pen right here. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like a good one. And I listened. I remember uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Chop Suey was the first song I ever heard of theirs, and that was back in like 2001. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, it's funny. I, I kind of date myself because I was 21 then. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, there was. Uh, I just remember seeing the video on MTV actually, and it was like this guy was like so weird in that uh the song you know chop suey had that like halting kind of like i don't know just that whole 
different vibe to it. So I kind of, I, I liked some of their, I, I dug some of their stuff and I was always kind of just like intrigued by him. Cause he was a very like abstract individual, but mm-hmm. the, the lead singers of those bands are, um, that was one, uh, one thing I kind of, uh, I got to do, uh, I worked in radio for five years and uh, I was the only DJ on this classic rock station that the radio network I worked for started. And I got to interview Mark Slaughter. I don't know if you ever heard of the band Slaughter or not, 80s hair band. I feel like I have um, at some point, you know, some things you always hear about, someone mentions. <laughs> uh, a song you would probably know if you heard it by them was called Up All Night. Um, it, it was like their that in uh, Fly to the Angels was like a power ballad, but like Up All Night was like kind of like a kind of like a an arena rock type song, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good tune. But he uh, he just released a his first uh, solo album, and so I got to interview him, and we actually talked about kayaking and drinking beer for the majority of the interview, um, because he owns a place on a, a river down in Tennessee, and my wife and I, uh, her folks have a cabin on a on a river up here. And, uh, so we do a lot of kayaking mm-hmm. and, um, I, uh, we were, we were talking about that. I was like, I really don't, he goes, I fish and I float. I'm like, those paddles are just to keep you away from logs while you're drinking your beer. He's like, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's like the rest of the interview was like focused on that. And I was like, this is the kind of interview I can do. I like this. Yeah. But, uh, that, um, what's his name? I guess I can't surge it. I cannot pronounce his name, but, uh, the three main songs I like, of course was, yeah, I'm thinking majority, and uh, another one called Empty Walls, and the third one called uh, Honking Antelope. And what's crazy about it is all three of them are basically war music. It's about war. Like, if you ever listen to okay. them, it's all war. And I'm pretty sure, of course, there's that anti-war vibe. But I, always, I would tell my brother, people, I'd say, you know, it's funny, the irony about anti-war songs. They really go well with war. It's, like, it's so weird. Like, you listen to, like, all these, like, because I remember when I was in middle school, I used to be ROTC and... Our uh, our teacher he introduced he's like he was, we would listen to these songs like you know was it war huh oh, and he's like he's like yep. do y'all know this is an anti war song I'm like no never picked up yep. on that I guess we just didn't pay attention but and I was like oh well they're pretty good like I would listen to uh, the Jefferson airplane and I was like and don't you oh, want somebody yeah. to love and I would like if I found that, if I was listening to that song I would look for one that had Vietnam War footage on it or something because it just goes so because and what's funny was is I. I uh, put it on one time on the radio, on the, the stereo, whatever, the radio for the the car uh, for my friend. He had never heard the song before. And when it, I asked him, what do you think? He said, yeah, that makes me think about war for some reason. Never heard in his life. And he said he, it, the first thing he thought about was war. It was just so weird. How it's crazy it, how that it, is. It, it does, man. Those like all those old like I I laugh because all the lot of that stuff you're talking about, uh, like Jefferson Airplane, all like I've listened to that. You know, I have vinyl of that. Um, I mean, I've got. Uh, it's funny. I just got a stack of records the other day because uh, I kind of collect them, mm-hmm. um, and it's got a shitload of like the Eagles and stuff like that. And it's funny because there's a, a Simon and Garfunkel. Is it Simon? Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel. And The Sound of Silence is on there. I'm sure you've heard the Disturbed version of that, right? Mm-hmm. I went to see them in concert uh, a couple of years ago. It was uh, Pop Evil, Disturbed, and Rob Zombie. And it was really cool because it was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And Pop Evil, like, they finally, you know, they went national. They're originally from the Grand Rapids area. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time they got to play at the Van Andel Arena there, which is like, the, it's a, a, like a pro sports arena. And um, it's... It was really they're they're really good, but uh, when uh, Draymond and Disturbed did uh, Sound of Silence, man, that 
that was amazing to hear that live. They mm-hmm. com- that man has such versatility in his voice, even after having that vocal cord surgery um, that he had years ago. I think it might have been about a maybe a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had that done because uh, he blew his fucking vocal cords out. Of course, I mean, anybody listens to Disturbed, you know the exactly intensity why, yeah. he puts into his <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then I was going to tell you, too, um, do you know uh, Stan Ridgway? Mm, no. no. Well, there's a, a song he did, one particular one I listed, it's called, he did called Camouflage, and I really think you'll like that song, and Ask your dad, if you ever get a chance, ask your dad, has he ever heard of the song Camouflage? And uh, if he hasn't, you know, get him to listen to it. He might like it. I'm thinking you'll like it. It's basically what's cool about it. It's a ballad about a, a soldier in Vietnam who gets lost. He basically gets rescued by a Marine, but the Marine's a ghost. Mm-hmm. It's, a, oh, it's wow. a ghost story, and it is awesome. There's, like, different lengths of it because, it, like, there's one, I think it's, like, a five-minute song, but then I think there's a seven-minute version. But it's basically just a ghost story. And like I said, it's really good. I mean, the first time I heard it was the Sabaton cover for it, and I like that version. It was like, man, the only thing is it's so short. I mean, it's good, but short. But then I found the original version, and it's really, really good. Like I said, I'm thinking you'll like it, and you might ask your dad to listen to it, or if he hasn't heard about it, he might like it too, considering what it is. I'll, he's he's coming over Sunday. Um, yeah. So we'll uh, I'll I'll put, I'll put it on for him Sunday. We'll check it out because we got uh, to get together this uh, do a little family thing this weekend and uh, after because like we're recording uh, we're doing uh, a special episode of the podcast because Monica's coming up from Tennessee mm-hmm. so we're gonna do some recording Saturday we're gonna do a couple of YouTube videos mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah we're gonna spend the rest of the weekend with the family so cool. yeah I'll uh, I'll definitely I wrote that down with the other Serge Tonkian songs too. Um, yeah, because uh, tell, tell me, yeah, tell, yeah, tell me what you think of those songs, but then like, tell me what your what you and your dad thought of that song, Camouflage, because it's like, man, this is such a good song, and I've never heard of it before till by because it, but it was because of Sabaton. Like, this is a really great song that you know a lot of people. If you're like into war, or, I mean, you know, you're interested, you know, you know, you like the history, especially because like for me, um, uh, I lo- I love history. That's one of my big things, but. The, the specific timeline I like is the Cold War. Like a lot of people, they like World War II, the American Civil War. You know, it's whatever. I don't have nothing against that, but my particular taste is the Cold War. And to really narrow it down, it's the Vietnam War that's my interest. Like I always remember when I was in school, I was like looking up pictures and stuff. And I remember some teacher, he's like, What's your obsession with them? Like, it's not that I'm obsessed, I'm interested. I mean, it's an interesting thing to look at. It's so, you know, it's so controversial and there's all this. There's so much, you know, it's not really exactly black and white, you know, too. And it just interests me. Yep. It's just what interests me. And like, like one of my stories, like, uh, that I'm coming up with, uh, I won't say too much cause you know, I got to work on it more, but it's basically like, uh, yeah. it's said in, uh, uh, like the eighties or whatever, but there's a lot of cold war tech. I think that's why some of my stories, I want to set them in that era, but like between, I guess want to say the seventies and the nineties. Cause a lot of that cold war tech, I really like, like, you know, people like say uh, M16. People like putting all those cool gadgets, like the the handlebars and the cool scopes. Me, just give me an M16 with iron sights, and I'm good to go. I don't need nothing else special. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. I'm more of an old school. Like, do you do a lot? Go ahead. You do a lot of shooting, don't you? Not a lot as I would like to, but yeah, I do like to shoot. You know, I've been like, I'm like, uh, there's like a company that's sound like I uh, people want to get, like I said, all their cool stuff. Like, no, I want this AR-15 that looks like it's from the an M16A1 from the Vietnam War, and that's what I wanted. And or I want one that looks like an A2, 
you know, something like that. And then I actually was able to get my hands on an AK-74 because I like that gun. Like, everyone likes the 47. Like, no, I'll take the 74. I like this gun the way it looks. It just looks right. Yeah. And I just like, and when I first shot it, I was like, man, it feels so good. Like, it doesn't jump because it's got a big uh, muzzle brake at the end. And it just makes it look <laughs> good. The muzzle brake looks good on it. And that's about it. But I don't like I don't get to shoot as much as I would like, but I'm trying to find out more. Like I finally went shooting uh when was it? A few months a month or two ago and it had been a long time since I had shot and like I suck so bad. I'm like even my brother was just like he's like, We all suck. I was like, Yeah, because we hadn't shot in like a long time. <laughs> it had been yeah. so long. I got to do that on Easter. That's like me and my dad's Easter thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause he they live out in the they live out in the country and he's got He's got a decent sized chunk of acreage, so we just take the target out in the backyard, and there's a hay field behind the house. Mm-hmm. And I think I sent you guys a video. I might have sent you guys a video in the in the chat. Um, I don't think you of, did. Uh, I thought maybe you did, but I missed it because I don't remember a shooting video. Oh wait, you oh, know no, what? I didn't do it. It wasn't. It was no. I think you did. It wasn't about it. shooting. It was just kind of a yeah. The area. It was the just land. kind of a pan of the yeah. Movie. I remember now. Yep. Okay, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah. that video. Yeah, so like we can just shoot right out there, you know. I mean, there's nothing but hayfield and woods, so we, you know, we set the target up. And I got a, I've got a, a two two three, and it's not. I don't really have it tricked out or anything. It's a Bushmaster uh, AR. Um, you know, I've got a ta- I've got like a the tactical grip at the end of it. Um, just because of the way the uh, the barrel is on it, it's not comfortable to hold in your hand without using a left hand because I'm right handed mm-hmm. without using like a shooting uh, a shooting glove. So. I got a tack handle for it and it's got the adjustable shoulder. Uh, the, uh, the, the butt end of it mm-hmm. is adjustable. And I, I always, I'm a taller guy with long arms, so I have to have it extended out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the sights on it, it's, it's stock, uh, stock optics with a red dot, but it's not projected and there's no, um, there's no magnification in the scope. So it's, it's really not, um, uh, but you know surprisingly like and i've had this i've had this rifle for oh god uh four and a half five years now and i'd only put before easter i'd only put 20 rounds through it um and i i, I emptied i think i emptied two uh two 30 round mags um just doing target shooting with it and then i went back and uh, i was just target shooting with a little 22 pistol at about 15 about 15 yards basically like what i like to do is um for my pit for pistol anyway is simulate like a breaking and entering type uh distance which is only like eight to ten feet um if if that um in a typical like home invasion scenario mm-hmm. so because i'm 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 getting ready to go do my uh do that uh, the whole um cpl thing so and, and the, that's the beauty of my dad being a uh, a retired cop is i used to go shoot down in detroit at the river rouge pistol range with a lot of the cops so it was it was kind of cool to be able to use the range down there and uh, get to get to see the arsenal that they have on hand and get to, uh, i got to shoot some cool stuff uh at like you know 14 years old mm-hmm. you know you know uh, uzis and techs and ak's and you know m16s and stuff like mm-hmm. that because they would do range day and i mean they had they had fully ots and everything in there i mean it was fun uh, and what was really cool was at 14 out shooting some of the cadets um but i'd been shooting i've been shooting you know since i was six years old 
So mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not a fucking sniper, not by any stretch of imagination, but I can get the job done. You know, that's, that's Mr. You know, I'm uh, efficient. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my, that's my goal is just, just be efficient. And, uh, I, and I enjoy shooting too. It, it's relaxing to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is for me too. Like, Cause like, I want to like really just go out somewhere if I had land to shoot. Cause I really don't like shooting at the range that much. Cause you got to shoot, you got to wait that second and then you gotta wait like every 30 minutes they have to stop it and then you gotta wait and it's like i kind of want to do it on my time how i want to do it so i have a friend whose brother has a friend that goes i'm thinking maybe i can go with him because he wants to go out shooting too and i'm sure he wants to try out the my new ar-15 just as much as i do because i finally got one you know it's like it's i I was i would laugh out to him but i say you know what i love the m16 or ar-15 but for some reason, I have Russian weapons before I had an AR-15. <laughs> like, I have a Mosin Nagant, because I love that gun ever since I saw it in Enemy of the Gates, and then I got an AK-74, and then uh, finally I got me uh, an AR-15, but it was on sale, luckily. It was, like, for 400 460 460 bucks. Oh, for your AR? Mm-hmm. What kind, what, what make is it? The what? What make is it's it? It's a Delton. Oh, it's a Delta. Okay. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's a deal, man. I paid like six for mine. Like, yeah. Shit. Cause even my dad, he's like, well, that's good. Cause I had to, I think he said he paid 700 for his, the first, when he bought his first AR. Cause. Oh yeah, yeah dude. Them things, yeah. they, they get expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen them eight, nine, you know, a, a grand for some of yeah, them. Yeah. Cause like, um, like I said, like, cause whenever we're like at the gun shows and they got all these fancy looking ones and my dad's like, well, how's this looking? I'm just like, it doesn't interest me. Like I would rather just have a simple one. Like, like my F-14, it like it has a rail on the on the you know uh, it didn't have the thing built in the sights, I mean the back yeah. the rear sights. You know, it's nowadays they all have the rails now. But like as soon as yeah. it didn't come with anything, he let me borrow one of his rear sights. And I said just for now. But then as soon as the next gun show came around, I went looking for one of those handlebar sights, and I was like, no, that's what I want. And uh-huh. you know, I gave it. Did I give it back? I gotta look to make sure I give it to him, but. I was like, no, this is what I want. You know, I like it with the, the, this kind of site, you know, this is what I want. And like, I wanted to take like the, like the, the handlebar, the front one, you know, it's all that new cool high tech stuff. Like, no, I want a, a, just a regular circular one. I'll take one of those and say like, I'd rather have like just a simple looking one that get it maybe to look like an M4 or something as close as I can. But I'm a simple person when it comes to the AR-15. Maybe if I get another one, I'll deck it out. But I'm not all into that fancy stuff. I'd rather just have a simple iron sight gun. Yeah, that, that's me too. You know, I was at first I was getting all into that. I'm like, well, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, and I'm like, you know, um, I, I'm just going to get my, I got my little tack handle. Like the only thing I might do is get a little bit better optic and buy some extra magazines, mm-hmm. you know, because I've got a, I think I've got, I don't know, six or eight 30 rounders. I keep in my case, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it's not, I mean, it's not like there's no, there's no mods done to this or anything, mm-hmm. you know I mean? It's just, it's been sighted in and I put a tack handle on it and that's about yeah. it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, Honestly, the yeah, only, I, I'd really, the only thing I would want to put on it is the grenade launcher, the 37 millimeter grenade launcher. Cause it's funny. Cause my oh, dad has one of those old fashioned ones and we were looking, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, they're not, they don't sell them like they used to. They're harder to find out. Cause the newer ones they have, they just, they kind of look ugly. And I'm like, I don't want that. So, but luckily, there's a company called Brownell, and they are selling those some of the old-fashioned grenade launchers. And you can get the old uh, the handlebar, the top cover part, the heat shield. Um, 
like kind of yeah. like make it look like Scarface and all that stuff or Black Hawk Down. Those ones, like they're selling all that. They're, they figure, yep. you know, people like these older designs and there's those, they're reselling mm-hmm. those and they're even selling like a bunch of AR-15s that look like uh, the M16A1s and the, the SP1s, you know, like, like if you ever go, just go to Brownell uh, Retro Rifle type of AR-15, you'll see the ones they're selling. It's like, they all look like that old school kind of M16s. And the Gurdale Hunter that was like $2,000. Oh, I gotta save up for that, <laughs> and then I gotta get the right barrel length because I don't. I mean, I'm fine with my barrel, but I'd rather have the the 20 inch barrel. Yeah, see, mine's got a shorter yeah. barrel on mm-hmm. it. Um, it's uh, it you know, it's it's serviceable. Mm-hmm. It'll work. Oh, yeah. Um, like if uh, you know, I, I could I change it? I, you know, it's something. You know, once I get more into it, um, it, I can I can start to tweak little things on it if I want to. You know, but it's like I, I shoot it once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. You know that I, I have I have time to just go shoot because now I've been going uh, I've been going out there and because uh, I got my, my fat ass got back into working out um, because I was like okay I'm not buying new pants at this point so I'm just gonna lose some weight mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. I take, I, I was like, I, dad, I need to come out and use your treadmill. He's like, yeah, you're kind of, he, he says to me, he says, yeah, you're kind of fat. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Thanks old man. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to say anything to you. You can still kill me. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's hell. I could, I could, I'm literally still terrified of me. 71. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that's, I think that's just like the way you're supposed to be with your dad. I mean, I think you're always supposed be to be scared like, of him. Like, yeah, like a little bit of fear. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like they could still, ins- and, you know, it gives them, it gives them a purpose, mm. you know, to uh, to be able to instill a little bit of fear into their uh, into their kids, you know, at that age, you know, it's like, hey, uh, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's funny because like most of my most of my uh, my friends, it's like my my parents are old enough to be their parents, so it's like, you know, who who's gonna give the lecture to who here, Dad? Come mm-hmm. on, knock it off, <laughs> knock it off, old man. <laughs> Shit, they're uh. So have you lived down in uh, have you lived down uh, you're in you're in Texas right yeah. you said mm-hmm. have you been down there your whole life pretty much yeah my whole life never went anywhere else only time I moved around was different no. neighborhoods but it's always been in Dallas Texas Dallas is ironically one of my favorite shows oh that show yeah I heard about that I'm like I remember kind of getting excited like oh that's cool there's a show uh, named after us and I remember always get, I got all excited when like uh, Walker Texas Rangers on because it was in Dallas. And there was one episode I saw that said Oak Cliff. Like, it was showing you the neighborhood. I was like, hey, I live in that neighborhood. <laughs> nice. I was like, yeah, Walker. Oak Cliff. Yeah. That was the big bad neighborhood back in the day, but it's calmed down now. Okay, yeah, I see. I, I watched I watched Walker in high school and shit, man. Like, Dallas, I, it's funny because, like, I always tell everybody the story about the show. Because, like, what the fuck? You like the show Dallas? Like, I'm like, yeah, I got the shit on DVD and everything. Um my 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 grandma used to live with us and she we had this old like 1950s uh style frigidaire like ice box refrigerator on our back porch and my grandma's room in our house had uh two doors and the one the one rear door led right out to the back porch this refrigerator and i was like seven eight years old mm-hmm. Petey, go out there let's get a little Petey. Petey, go out there and get grandma one of those Miller cans out of the, out of the bottom of the fridge, hidden behind the stuff in the bottom. I'm like, all right, you know, I go out there, get her can. And she's sitting, literally, I'm eight years old. She's sitting there smoking her fucking cigarette, drinking her beer with me in a goddamn room with her. And, uh, she'd crack that bitch open. She'd look over at me cause she wasn't supposed to be drinking, mm-hmm. but she was still smoking. I didn't understand. She would hand me that fucking can be like, take a drink. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking, I'd take a drink. Of, uh, fucking, I swear to God, I hated beer, but uh, I, 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 as weird as like as a teenager, I never drank beer. I went straight to liquor. Mm-hmm. But like, it is that like Grant always have a sip or two of her Miller fucking High Life mm-hmm. um, during that during, and we would sit there and we would watch Dallas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I blame her for the reason that I smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, yeah, it's funny, like you say about not liking. I think like me, I'm not big on alcohol because I always remember I had this uh, bad experience with the. Uh, I was a kid. I want to say I was ten, maybe, and I was I was we were at a barbecue, fan barbecue, and I was really thirsty and I wanted something to drink. And I look over by the grill. There's a glass, a glass, and it has a clear liquid in it. So my first assumption is, oh, that's water. So I run up and oh, I no. grab it and I take a big old gulp, and I could taste it. I'm like, this isn't water. Like everything was happening real fast. I'm like, this has got to be, I guess, alcohol. I didn't know what to think at the time. So I could taste how bad it was. So I put the cup down and spit it all back in and just walked away. Don't know what happened after that. (laughs) I don't know whose drink it was or what. I just remember taking a big gulp of it. Like, I was ready to drown that thing, like, that close. I was going to probably chug the whole – it was a big glass. It wasn't some little one. It was a big glass. And then I just spit it all what I could back out and just put it down and walked away. Nobody saw me. I I don't think anyone saw me because I looked around. Nobody saw me. And I went about my business and tried to find somewhere else to find something to drink. You know, backwash somebody's vodka. Yep. I don't know what it was. I, mean, cause I don't know what it was because like, I didn't know alcohols and beers and all that at the time. I just knew it probably had to be. Yeah. So, like I said, yeah. and ever since then, I don't think I'm really not big into drinking because it's like I always remember that bad experience of tasting that bad taste. Cause, and I'll be like, sometimes I'll be drinking with my buddies. I'm like, how do y'all like this stuff? Sometimes I, I just drink it because they offering it, and I'm just, but half the time I'm just like, yeah. like how do y'all like this taste good? <laughs> or like when Late does his beer reviews, I'm just like, eh, I'll watch him, but it's like I'm probably never gonna drink it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't drink much. But that's how, like, that's how I got this goddamn gut on me was last summer, man. Because like, I was, uh, I had a, a a client I was training uh, last summer, and um, when her schedule switch i have a gym in my basement but she had a a membership to planet fitness which is like two minutes from my house and it was it was like it just opened it was brand fucking new so we would go up there and we would work out because them gyms are really fun i mean those gyms are gorgeous Mm um i mean they fuck they have fucking everything so we go up there and lift in her schedule changed and it was like i just didn't go back to lifting at home i just started drinking beer because we were always up at our cabin and doing this and that you know and it was like oh shit uh i, I gotta remember i'm 38 years old my you know uh this shit gathers around the midsection rather quickly and uh it did so i'm like i don't really i don't really drink that much anymore like i, I went out um god one of my buddies from high school works in the oil uh in the oil fields and um he uh he decided to pick up the tab for me one night and it was like um dude i cannot do this mm-hmm. i i cannot do this normally i do not but yeah uh, every once in a while the bug bites me and uh, the next morning i pay for it mm-hmm. but we'll uh we'll we'll get ready to uh we'll get ready to wrap up now uh because i know you're kind of uh you're you're on a you're on a schedule yeah. so um go ahead and uh plug that uh that american manga that uh that graphic novel one more time for the listeners okay the name of it's going to be called oil brigade said in the alternate world 1994 one country invades another why because they can who's going to stop them they're the biggest baddest meanest mother in the valley 
and we're all going to see it through the eyes of one platoon from the 109th Airborne Division. Bravo Company, first platoon. And stay tuned, because when it comes out, you're going to love it. And then uh, I'm going to try to figure out what I'm going to do as far as, like, uh, tiers, you know, I'm thinking T-shirts, bumper stickers, maybe patches, you know, iron-on patches, all that stuff. I know a place where I can get dog tags, so that's probably going to be one of the things I offer whenever I uh, sell it. That would be really cool. Yeah. That would be really cool to add with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because I think I can get them like six bucks a piece. It's like, oh, that's all it is. I'll just go to the this Army Navy store I visit and they're, they're starting to know me yeah. because I'm doing research, basically. And one of the things I've noticed is like, I think I'd rather have web gear than having all these cool fancy vests people have. I just basically bought the whole thing for web gear. Got the canteen. I got the butt pack. I got the ammo patches for the ammo pouches for the M16 magazines. And uh, I got I found this really, really cool holster. It's real simple. You just pull the thing down just a little. It lifts off the cover. And you can pull it out. And I'm like, man, everyone tries to get these really fancy, uh, you know, uh, pistol uh, holsters. And, like, this one is so simple, and I love it. It's all I need. See, I'm the same way with those, man. I'll, I'll actually, as soon as we're done here, I'll take a picture of uh, of my, my favorite holster, and I'll send, I'll send it mm-hmm. to you. Um, and it, it is it is old school as fuck, and it is like simples. It, it fits that to a T. So hey, th- thanks for coming on tonight, man. And um, you you've you've been in the place to be reviews now, so there's an open door policy here. Uh, once you're a guest, you know what I mean. Uh, you're on the you're on the list for good, uh, and nobody and nobody's pissed us off yet. So I mean, we haven't had to like ban anybody. Yep, so ban we're, we're doing people. we're doing we're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh this is actually episode this is like the unofficial this is like episode 27.5 cool no this, this is no, we're, we're at episode 28 now um so uh thank everybody i'd like to thank everybody for listening uh tap thanks for coming on and uh we uh we'll look forward uh probably we're gonna do a delta force watch party uh over uh, on the youtube channel here pretty Ooh. soon uh, if you're in on some chuck norris yeah, action i <laughs> God, that movie I love. I always remember the one him on the bike, and I remember seeing it on TV. I'm like, that is so fucking cool. It, like just Chuck Norris driving that dirt bike was always like my favorite part. And I was like, I oh, dude, that movie came out. I was like six yeah. years old. I love that movie. Yeah, just one of those movies so my movie. dad had on, and I watched it with him. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, that's awesome, man. We will be uh, we'll be doing that soon. So uh, me and you will talk about yeah. that off air. So, but thanks for coming on, brother. I appreciate it, and. uh Welcome back anytime. Thanks for having me. Anytime, my man. And uh, thank you out there for listening. Uh, This is The Place to Be Reviews. You can find us on Facebook at The Place to Be Reviews. YouTube, Etepwakuians, The Place to Be Reviews. Twitter, at The Place to Be RE1. You can send me an email, The Place to Be Reviews at mail.com. And I will be back this Saturday with Monica for another episode of the podcast and a couple of videos we will be putting on the YouTube channel. So until then, my friends, I will see you in the virtual reality world of social media. Goodbye. See you.